What's up, y'all? I am so excited to be back with another episode on CT in Color, the podcast. Um, So I took a break in the month of July um, just to rest and recuperate. It was the summer, so I stepped away for a little bit. Um, But I'm happy to be back with another um, episode with a family member. So I, on this episode, you will hear me talking with my cousin. Um, We grew up together, lived together. He's like my little brother. Um, And so we just talked about his journey, the choices that he made, how he ended up in the field of advanced manufacturing, and just what his experience has been like since being there. Um, I think this is a great episode to share with students um, who may be interested in advanced manufacturing or may not know anything about it because he gives a great um example of what it's like and how much money can be made and you know who would be the best candidate for something like this so anyway um we have a really fun and good discussion and you guys know i think this is a maybe a theme of this podcast bring on my family members who i know are doing amazing things and great things that can contribute to the topic of career and technical education um, can contribute to the topic of history and just bring their perspective So anyway, um, I hope you enjoy this episode and yeah, let's get into it. All right, we are at another episode of Career or CTE in Color, the podcast. I'm excited today because I have a very, very special guest. I have another one of my family members um, on the podcast with me before you guys heard from my mom, and this time you get to hear from my cousin, um, someone I like to call my first baby. He probably doesn't like it, but I'm excited to have him on the call because um, we were attending my uh, his sister's high school graduation, and we were just talking about what he's doing now and how he's able to support his family um, and the, the different decisions he made and why he made those decisions, and just like where he's working, how that has impacted him. And so I was like, man, I need to get you on the podcast because uh, people need to hear it. They need to hear your story, they need to hear the choices that you made and why you made those choices. Um, and I think it'll be very super beneficial. So let me introduce uh, to some and present to others, uh, Mr. Kieran Jackson. Yay! <laughs> hey, hey, everybody doing? How y'all doing? <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Q, tell us a little about yourself. How old are you? Where are you from? All that good stuff. Um, I'm 29. I'll be 30 in February. Um, I'm from Virginia, but I've been all over the place. My mom, she was in the military. I've lived with certain family members as a teenager. Um, Georgia, Kentucky, North Carolina. I've been pretty much all over the place, but I planted my roots basically um, in Richmond, Virginia. Once I was became an adult. Okay. So um, so when we were at dinner at your sister's graduation, we were just talking about what you are doing now. And essentially you're working in advanced manufacturing. Um, so tell us like how you got there. You grad when did you graduate high school? Um, I graduated in 2012. 2012. Okay. So like what what led you to this? career essentially in advanced manufacturing how tell us your story how'd you get there honestly it was by accident um mm-hmm. i had gotten to a situation where i was doing i was always doing like warehouse work oh, pretty much i was i started my first real like 
kind of good job was Walmart Distribution Center. That kind of like got me in the door to seeing that it's more money out here to be made um, doing like, you know, warehouse type of work. So I got into a situation pretty much where I had to find another job because I wasn't able to um, go at go to Walmart for for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm just applying to I'm just applying to every job. I'm, I'm applying to even like regular stores like Lowe's and anything, just to get some type of income coming in. And I seen a job. Um, it was it used to be called Alaris. Um, it's a it's a aluminum um manufacturing plant. But now they changed it to Novellus. But um, anyways, I just applied there because the, the pay was around the same that I was making mm-hmm. at Walmart. So I was like, maybe this, I was like, at least I can make around the same that I'm making over here. And um, I had a couple of my my uh coworkers that were that were at Walmart that I that I had kind of um known. They were a little older than me, and they had uh they had uh applied to Alaris too, and ended up getting a job. So I ended up inquiring about the the job and what the pay was like just to see, get a feel for it before I ended up committing to that. And um, they were just saying how the money was way different than warehouse work. Manufacturing and warehouse is two different mm-hmm. industries. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, that's pretty much how I got um, introduced to the manufacturing world was just basically, it, was, it wasn't that I was looking into it. I didn't really know that the type of uh, money you could make into it. And I was young too. I was about 22. Yeah. So once I seen and then like I said, I always hung around older people. They were like in they were like in their late twenties and they was, you know, making good money. Mm-hmm. So I was like, once they got on, I was like, I gotta get on. I gotta see what this like. Cause if I if I could get this at this young age, imagine where I'd be at when I'm that when I'm, you know, the age I'm at now, twenty nine. Right, right. So like why didn't you choose the traditional route? You know, um, one of the things that we talk about a lot on this podcast is just how so many people do not know the different industries and the different options. So therefore the default is I'm going to go to college, I'm going to get a four-year degree, um, or, you know, I'm going to the military or whatever the case, they never really think about, oh, I can get in advanced manufacturing or even know, like you said, you fell into it. You didn't even know that it was something that existed, but you were exposed to it because, of the people you were working next to at uh, at Walmart Distribution, but why initially, or did you initially try to go the traditional route, and 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 what made you say, okay, it's not for me, or I'm going to try something else? Okay, so um, initially, of course, everybody you talk to your parents, they like what you want to do. You like, I want to go to school. I'm, I'm gonna go to school. That's what the correct answer. That's what that's what you feel like they want to hear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, I try to I. I I'm a smart person, very, very book smart, common sense and everything, but I just was never really interested in, like, it was more or less what somebody wanted me to do versus what I wanted to do myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I did try to go, I went to, I went to uh, John Tyler and took, uh, took tests to get placed in a certain classes and things of that nature. But it just wasn't, it, it was something that I knew I wasn't going to stick with mm-hmm. um, on my own. It would it would have had to t- take my mother or one of my older cousins being down my back like all right, Q, you need you know you need to do this you need to do that. So I was already like doing kind of uh, other stuff as far as like cutting hair and stuff like that. That was another thing that I was into. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, maybe I might just go be a barber, which that's mm-hmm. another good field too. I wish I kind of would have stuck with that as well. But um, you know, and then <laughs> I, that's 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 the plan. I just got to find the time. 
But um, then it was go to the military, which I probably would have went, but at the same time, that wasn't something that I wanted to do. That was something more or less like basically giving, I'm not gonna say giving an ultimatum, but it's like, okay, you live with your mom, you're 18, mm-hmm. she wants you, she wants you to better yourself. So right. it's like, I need you to figure out what you're gonna do, Q. And it's like you got three options. You could go to college, go get a job, or you can go to the military. So it's like, okay, let's try the college thing out. And I'm not feeling that. Let's try the uh, military thing out. I wasn't feeling it, but it was like, okay, my friends is going, everybody going, leaving the, leaving the area, experiencing the things. Let me try that out. I got disqualified when I went to medical because um I got hearing I have I've had hearing loss since I was a, since I was a child, since I was a baby. So um they wouldn't approve me medically to uh serve in the military. So I, my options at that point was limited. So it was like, okay, let me just apply to these jobs and get a try to get a good job. Mm-hmm. So that's when I I fell upon Walmart distribution, and that's that's like I said, that's pretty much how I started. But um the tr- traditional route as far as college, that's something that I would probably go back now. I would go back now and do it in the field that I'm doing my actual work in. Mm-hmm. But at the time when I was 18, I didn't even really know what I wanted to do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you raise a really good point because a lot of, I mean, most people, I feel like the scariest question is what do you want to do when you grow up? Like, I don't know. I don't know what's out there. Like, tell me, kind of tell me what my options are. And so, um, I mean, to your point, because we were in those conversations as well, like, full, I don't know if I ever, I mean, you could say if I did, but I don't know if I ever pressured you to go to college. I just, we were just talking about what we were doing. And by the time you graduated uh, high school, I had just graduated undergrad. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was focused on trying to figure out what my next was and things like that. Um, and just support you in the process but like you so many people and I think we all fall into that of just like I just need to do what people are expecting me to do and so I think that took a lot of courage for you to be like no I'm gonna one you didn't stop and so I'm, I'm gonna give you a second to speak to that in a minute you know but you you didn't stop like you was like all right I'm gonna try this it's not for me you recognize that college wasn't for you and then you went on and did something else you tried the military got disqualified from that for health issues. And he was like, okay, well, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to go over here and do this. And then you were open to whatever came came your way. Uh, and so I think that's really, really good. I guess, what is that? What was that push, right? That, okay, college not for me. Military disqualified me. So I'm going to try. What was that that drive or that grit? Can you speak to that a little bit about that stick to itness so you can keep going and get where you are now in this career? Honestly, um, it was a lot like my mother, for one, she she uh pretty much always had the nice things, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She never went she um I don't believe she went to college. And if she did, she went later on. Um, but she didn't go to college straight out of high school and she's retired at thirty nine, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So she kinda gave me like a maybe I might not do it exactly how she did it, but she did it she didn't do it the traditional way either. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and she did go into the military, but she didn't do 20 years. She did like four and then got right back out. Mm-hmm. So I knew just by watching her raising three kids by herself, pretty much, you don't got to uh, go to school to maintain and, and be successful. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then another thing uh, that was, I like nice things. I like to, and I like to be able to support myself and 
you know, my mom, she did the best she could um, with uh, the kids that she has and, you know, taking care of herself and figuring out her, her own life at a young age. But I always wanted to be able to do it on my own. And there were certain things that I wanted when I was, you know, a teenager and able to recognize what I like and what I don't like and what I want to get that I couldn't get because she didn't, she couldn't afford it. You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm so it's like I'm, I'm a. I like a lot of shoes, a lot of clothes. I like you know nice stuff. I'm, I want to be able to afford this this type of habit that I like or lifestyle, pretty much. Yeah. And then also me having a kid at um I had I had my my oldest daughter at 19. So it was kind of like I'm getting pressure behind her family more or less. Like okay, you got to step up and you need to take care of your kid. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I gotta have some type of money and then I all my money ain't going to them. Right. I gotta, you know, I gotta be able to maintain for myself as well. So that's was that's always been the drive, even now to today. Like it's like, shoot, I got three kids now. Yeah. But all my money, my life don't stop just because I got kids and I still want nice stuff and I still want to be successful and you know what I'm saying? Give them yeah. something that they could give them some motivation and they could say, Okay, my dad did it this way. They might not do I wouldn't want them to do what I did, but I would want my girls and my my son to go to college or go to the military. But if this is this is another route as well, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you take a moment to speak to like, I mean, someone who may be in a situation, right? Because I can imagine, and I'll I'll speak as your cousin, like to watch you at 19 step up the way that you did. I remember when your oldest was born and we were in the hospital together, and I just you know. It was watching you do that was just amazing. I, I just one of the proudest moments of being your big cousin um, ever. And so, what would you say to a young man, specifically, you know, a young black man, or even just a young man in general, just like the character, right, that it takes to say, okay. I have my goals and I'm still going to pursue those. And at the same time, make sure that everybody that's connected to me that I'm responsible for um, gets what they need. But at the same time, still pursue my goal and keep that um, in the forefront. Um, Pretty much. It's, um, I would say once I seen my daughter, it was love at first sight. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, yeah. OK, it's not just about me anymore. It's about me and her. And that was that that like really kind of like jump pushed me to like I said I, I'm always gonna be me regardless of whatever the situation is. I still want to do me. I still want to do things how I do it. But I still got another. I have somebody that I have to provide for now. Somebody that I knew. It's kind of like I knew what I was doing. I knew me and her mom knew what we were doing. We knew that okay she's here now. So somebody got to take care of her. And I didn't I didn't want to put. Me being young, I was young, real young, but I didn't want to put my responsibilities on nobody else. Right, right. As far as like it being her mother or her grandmother or my mom, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was kind of like, let me just try to figure it out. I might fall short sometimes. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of times I fell short where I had to do certain things to, to make sure that she was straight or ask somebody to help me out for my kids. But at the end of the day, that's what that's another thing that motivates me is I don't like asking nobody for nothing. Mm -hmm. I don't, if I ask somebody for help or something like that, it's more or less like I really kind of need it. Mm -hmm. So I don't really like putting myself in positions like that. Yeah. So pretty much my kids, they do drive me to, like I said, okay, 
like when I had my last one, it's like, all right, you got to go a little bit harder now because you got another mouth to feed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Uh, well, I don't have children, but I definitely get the the why, like having that why to push you and to motivate you. Um. So, yeah, I definitely get it. Um. So fast forward right now. You are um, you're you're way more aware. You've learned, grown. Um, you've had all these different life experiences, and now you're in a career. And you've even said that if you did go back to school, you would go back to school for what you're doing now. So we described like what advanced manufacturing is, but can you talk to what well, we we really didn't describe it? But can you talk about like what exactly you do? Because most people don't know what advanced manufacturing is. It's a big word that we use, but they don't know. They don't know what you do. Okay, so um, like I was saying, manufacturing and warehouse is two different things. Some people think that, some people think that manufacturing and warehouse work is like the same type of environment. It's two different things. Manufacturing is when you actually making the product mm-hmm. right then and there at, at where where you working at, and you shipping it out, whatever whatever it may be. Like when I was working at Dupont, Dupont, I was making Tyvek, and that goes around. That goes to your doctor's offices to what the doctors wear, mm. um, the the white piece of paper that goes on the, the chair that you sit on when you get in a physical check. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it's uh it's different. And then you got your warehouse work where it's like everything is already made. All you're doing is holding it and shipping it out. Okay. And um, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a way more dangerous type of environment doing manufacturing because I've worked at aluminum plants where I'm putting a 3,000 pound aluminum coil into a furnace and it can explode on you at any time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's that's the difference between the two is you, it's more risk, it's a lot more safety hazards. Yeah. But you get you get paid a lot more um, than you do with your, your regular type of work. Yeah, and yeah. Man, manufacturing, you got all types of different schedules. Like you see people working swing shifts, we don't, it's not a regular lifestyle. It ain't for everybody. Yeah. But that's pretty much what like manufacturing is to me is the, the start process and the end process. And you're doing it right at the home, right at the home where you at. Mm-hmm. And then you, you distribute it out to your customers. So what are some of the most interesting products that you've probably made since you've been in this space? Um, Since I've been in this space, probably the Tavik thing just realizing that you kind of making an impact on the world it's like you it's not a regular job like when i was working at dupont we making stuff for the military mm-hmm. we're making bulletproof vests we making um kevlar you know it's we making the tactic that wraps around the houses when they're getting built you know what i'm saying you kind of you kind of feel like you kind of feel like you, you you're actually doing an important job an, an essential job because that's yeah. what they call the rules on on the pandemic they said mm-hmm. that we were essential workers. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's pretty much what I get from that. That says a lot because I know like the gener- Gen Z generation um, and Alpha and even us as millennials, like we really want to feel like we're connected to our work, right? We want to feel like we're making an impact in whatever we're doing. And so I don't think a lot of people would realize that someone who's doing advanced manufacturing truly is impacting their community. You said it during the during the pandemic, 
you all were considered essential workers and we wouldn't have a lot of things that we needed if we didn't have people in advanced manufacturing from the the COVID vaccine to the, you know, all the masks that we wore and the different hand sanitizer and all that kind of stuff. And even like, not just the PPE stuff, but like all that stuff that was stuck what, in, the, in the shipyards and all that kind of stuff. Like there was somebody that had to make that to then get it shipped out so we could have what we need, toilet paper, which was a whole thing, right. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? So I think it's really good that you said that. Talk to like, um, you don't have to get into real detail, but like, so a lot of people that I talk to, right, when they think about advanced manufacturing or the trades versus college, getting a four-year degree, even maybe going on to get your doctorate degree, they feel like you don't make a good wage working in these spaces. But you've said this a couple of times, that you make really good money and you have a lot of flexibility, there's risk. It's labor, physical labor. It's not for everybody. But for those people like yourself who you enjoy this type of work, you have the flexibility, you have the income that you need to support your family and buy nice things. Like, what does that income look like? What does that, what is the flexibility to make little or no money or a lot of money kind of look like? I'm going to say this. Ever since I started in manufacturing, when I was 22 years old, I started out my base pay was like $20 an hour. Wow. And that doesn't sound like a lot. Well, not today, but you know. Back then it was a lot. At 20, what, 22? Yeah. Yeah, so seven years ago, it was a lot to me. But at the same time, the way that they pay is like, I never made under 60000 working in manufacturing. Never went to school, didn't get a degree, nothing. And mm -hmm. then when you get to like your real chemical plants and your DuPonts of the world and your Nabisco's and Philip Morris's, you're gonna, it's gonna be pretty hard not to see 80 to 100,000. Wow. And that's because you, like they, the way it's, they pay way different than your, your regular company. Like, like for an example, I work at, I, I, right now I work at Mondelez International, which is previously known as Nabisco. Mm -hmm. We work Monday through Friday. But if if like right now they called me in at three three p.m. I got off at seven this morning. They called me in at three and said, "Do you want to come in early?" I said, "Sure." I went in for I'm coming in four hours early, but they're paying me double time. They're paying me double what I make per hour. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Saturdays are automatically time and a half, and if you work on Sundays, that's automatically double time. Wow. Any anything you work over your eight hour shift is overtime. You don't mm -hmm. gotta work. You don't have to work forty hours to hit overtime. You you just gotta work more than your eight hour shift. So and then like I said, you still got the weekend off. You don't have to if you don't want to. You don't have to come and get the money, but it's there to be made. It just depends on how much you want to you want to grind and get it. Right. And for I mean, for somebody in their twenty, like I remember when I was in my twenties, that's all I did was work. Like right. I had I had the energy for it now. To your point, us at, you know, in our, well, you close to 30, you'd be 30 next year, but um, in our 30s, I don't have the energy like that anymore to work that way. But to have the option, if I need some extra, you know, if the holidays about to come up or, or you know, a kid's birthday or something, I want to, you know, I have a goal to get a certain car or whatever, I have the flexibility. And I think that that is nice because, and we talked about this at dinner, like, 
I wasn't with a four year degree, even with a master's degree. I wasn't anywhere near what well I got eventually near 60 with a master's degree but with a four-year degree coming out of college nowhere near and I had all that college debt that I had to pay off and I wasn't making anywhere near sixty thousand dollars I remember at one job I had just gotten my master's degree and when I went in now I didn't have a job so when you don't have a job bears can't be choosy but they went in to make me an offer and they offered me 28 Right. And I said, okay, well, I guess we're going to do this. Let me see what else I can get on top of this. Uh, nice. Now, I mean, it led to other things, and I'm grateful for the process. I trust the process, but to, I may not have had to go through that process had I known other options, right? Right, right, right. And that's mm -hmm. like I said, it's, it's like, it's different types. You got some, like, I'm on a set schedule Monday through Friday. I'm grateful to, you know, because before I was working swing shift, where it's one week I'm on days, one week I'm on nights. But the thing I can say about manufacturing that's different than your regular job is we have like contracts, like a five year contract of we negotiate what we want, our benefits and stuff like that. Mm. So we we pretty much tell the company what we're willing to work with, and we'll, and if we don't want to do it, we're not we're not we're not deal we're not dealing with it. Mm -hmm. So like. At Nabisco, I don't pay for no health insurance. Mm. Like my, I have, I have, I have one of my children on there. Um, I'm supposed to pay five hundred dollars a month to health health insurance. I pay zero dollars. Wow. I pay the company pays a hundred percent of my health insurance. I go, I took my daughter to the doctor today to get an allergy test. Mm -hmm. I get an asthma, um, asthma allergy test. We pay. We walked out of there. We paid nothing. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like I said, and the thing about it, the, the the cool thing about it is I could put my mom on my insurance. My family members that my immediate family members, I could put my mom, my dad, my kids on there. And anybody that's living in my household as well, it could be my girlfriend, it could be her kids. Mm -hmm. They all can go on to my insurance and I will still pay zero dollars. Wow. That is, you talk about man. That, I mean, that's a huge lift because I know, you know, like other companies that I work for, if I put my kid on my insurance, it would be, I would be paying so much money to cover them. And the insurance may not even be that great. So, yeah, right. that, that is amazing. And I, I, you know, a 19 year old is not thinking about that. Right. But the fact that you set yourself up to now when it you need it, you you have capacity to think about it. You have children. You have people you care about, care for. Um, that's that's the best setup ever. And you got to think about it too. Like I said, I didn't have all the information and the knowledge of these companies. I just knew. I of course everybody knows if you're from this area, Richmond, Dupont, Philip Morris, they make money. You're good. Mm -hmm. But it's really people. It's really people that I personally know that are millionaires. Mm. From working at in manufacturing, four hundred one k, they got, they'd have been there, like a, it was a dude that retired um, when I first started this job. Um, the man is a millionaire. He got a he he got his own. He got like a six bedroom house. It's people in the parking lot of my job that has Bentleys in in the parking lot. Wow. Like, wow. and you would you wouldn't you wouldn't know. And I wish, I kind of wish I would have been trying to get this type of thing going at 18 
because mm-hmm. I would have been way further along. But at the same time, I still it's some people that come in here that's fifty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Forty, and like you know, I be I be wondering like, well, what were you doing for the last thirty <laughs> years? Yeah. And then it's like, well, shoot, I can't really say that because they might not have known, you know, what was mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's it. I think that's that is probably the biggest thing, right? We got a knowledge gap as far as what the options are. And then also dispelling the myth that you have to have a college degree to make good money. That has been preached to us for so, so long. And it's not true. I mean, you you talking about it right now is 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 proof that it's not true. And so I think we just got to do a better job, which is why I wanted you on the podcast, because you're doing great. <laughs> um, absolutely. So um, I have one more question. And, you know, uh, a lot of people when I ask this question, some people know, you know, who, who these two gentlemen are and some people don't. And some people just give like their opinion of it. But, um, you know, my research talked about Booker T. Washington, W.B. Du Bois and their discord. One was for the trades or industrial education. Another one was for more of the traditional college route. Um, how do you feel about that? Like, what, what's your take take on that discord? I would need a little bit more information on the specifics of the discord. Mm-hmm. But um, if we just talk about my general thought on taking the college route or doing a trade or something like that, yeah, my idea would be to just me personally. I can only speak for me. I'm I'm gonna do what I what I like to do and what I I'm not gonna. I'll take advice, but you kind of I'm not taking advice from somebody who's never been in my shoes, mm-hmm. or nobody who's ever had to kind of cross a path that I had, had. So somebody that never went to college can't tell me I should be going to college, mm. and somebody who never did a trade can't tell me you should you should do this. What does what do you like to do? Mm. You know what I'm saying. That's that's why I, I feel like people should ask themselves: What do you like to do? What do you feel comfortable with doing? And you should start there. You always, but you got to start somewhere. You can't just brainstorm and think and think about what this person, how this person may feel if you do this, or or if 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 you don't do this, you gonna disappoint that person. You got to think about yourself. Put yourself as the first and for, um, forefront of every decision you make. Because literally every decision you make, whether it's to go to school, go to college, or even in general, just life, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to catch up to you in a, either a positive way or a negative way. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So people just got to really get in tune with themselves. And, you know, I, I feel like you got certain people in your life, family members, friends, that you can talk to and get some great advice as far as what your next move should be. But I feel like people should really get in tune with themselves and see what do they like to do and what what if they do this thing, how would this impact their life in the future versus doing it this way? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're going mm-hmm. to college right now today, you're gonna take it's gonna take longer when you could be you could go to a nineteen eighteen year old can go to college right now and not and graduate and not get a job in their field. But an eighteen year old can go work at a manufacturing plant. And make the money that the person is going to school for. Mm. You said it. Yep. Amen. Mm-hmm. No, so it's like, yeah, it's kind of like I said, you just got to really sit down, do your research. Like, I even that I got a good job and I'm kind of good where I'm at. And I, I really should lay my roots right here at this job and retire from this. 
I still look at other other plants and see what they're offering because there's always something better. Like mm -hmm. they got a they got a Lego plant coming in um 2025 to Chesterfield. Oh wow. And um I I was the first person to do as soon as I sent it on Indeed, I did the app, got the interview, I just left the information session yesterday. Mm -hmm. And um you know, like I said, I, I done read my research on the company. I it when I went into the information session, it wasn't nothing that I learned because I already learned everything before I even went there. Mm. Knew what they was offering and knew what, you know, weighed out, okay, is my situation over here better? Right. And sometimes and sometimes people gotta understand that you are you where you already where you need to be at. You don't really need to look for nothing else. Yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah, that's really good. Like and I realized that yesterday. Like even though it's a brand new plant, new company coming in, ain't nobody paying for my health insurance one hundred percent out here. Yeah, yeah. Ain't, ain't nobody paying me double time on Sundays and double time on the call in or weekly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but 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 also at the same time, do your research, check out these other places. But at the same time, don't just jump to something else because it's, it's brand new and shiny mm -hmm. and it looks good. Mm -hmm. the whole time you could be setting yourself back yeah yeah no that's good that's good well i just want to say thank you for talking to me on the podcast oh yeah i appreciate it any any time any other ones you want me to get on i'll definitely make my <laughs> appearance <laughs> okay well this is the end of this episode but again thank you Q for um, jumping on talking with me for a little bit thank you to the listeners out there I hope you learned something um, and we'll talk later bye alright